So welcome to the Master Key, is for short, Master Key of Wisdom. And uh, this is the third time we're getting together, and it is Chapter 2 of The Master Key to Wisdom, which is a book that I strongly recommend you pick up. Um, we will have another version of it soon, kind of rewriting our own uh, version. It's a little more contemporary, a little bit more palatable. Uh, so Master Key to Wisdom, if you're here from the Garden Academy of the Wolf Den, then you are familiar with Live to Learn, Give to Earn, uh, and You Are Your Own Guide, You Are Your Own Guard. Both of those come directly from the Master Key of Wisdom. Uh, to say it in plainer English, do the work for yourself, remove the suffering from yourself, and then if you choose, you can remove the suffering of others, but as Mike says, um, just removing the suffering from yourself it's a net positive. You are no longer causing suffering. So that that's the main focus is how do we behave? How do we act? How do we uh, handle our own shit, for lack of a better term, uh, so that we are no longer suffering and therefore no longer causing suffering for anybody else? The first session was the gray wolf. It was the story of the white wolf, the black wolf, uh, and uh, what? became the gray wolf just a story about duality and balance and, and kind of understanding uh what we would know as the yin and the yang the second was probably the most important um of all which is know yourself and we had some great conversations afterwards about um knowing yourself looking in the mirror and the thing that came up multiple times was the concept of labels and how labels can be divisive and we don't recognize that unless we really look hard at the labels that we carry, the sides that we take, the jerseys that we wear even. So I strongly recommend uh, revisiting both of those multiple times. And today, this is my favorite one to talk about, is uh, the compass, which you will hopefully come to know in the future as the Grey Wolf Moral Compass. And... Uh, Grandmaster Mike is going to walk through. Uh, it's one of the most interesting topics because I have tried to find ways to talk about it. And it's it's one of those things that is going to trigger people. And it's almost like, how do I talk about this without getting canceled? Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, sitting on the floor, as I do. And you probably should, too. And... Uh, listening to Mike kind of break down the true, the right, and uh, the correct, because they are different things and be able to be to to be able to discern between the three and navigate the world through the correct is it's like a superpower. So I'm excited to um, talk about it and I'll let Mike take over from here. Okay, Nick. Uh... Thank you for that intro, and yes, let's get moving. And as you know, we're moving to the Master Key of Wisdom. And this particular topic of the moral compass is really uh, something I was introduced, a true, right, and correct concept, when I uh, was 16 years old, and I decided to become a master's apprentice and become a part of this lineage, actually become you know, a lineage holder, and I knew back then, as a, even younger than that, this this is the kind of life I wanted to live, and I was very fortunate to have that level of, I don't know, clarity at that age. It certainly simplified things for me, and I look back now, you know, basically 60, and 
I'm glad I did it. And one of the first things I would have to say that I was taught, see, again, it's a warrior scholar sage lineage. So initially, as a boy, even younger, I was primarily interested in the martial art application of it. Because that's what you see. You know, you walk back then, the, the series Kung Fu was on TV and that whole thing. You know, I wanted to be grasshopper. But you, 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 you think that it's just going to be martial arts and doing cool poses. And it is, because that develops the strength and the nervous system, the self-discipline to adhere to these, to adhere to these principles and to basically protect yourself from yourself. Because at first, especially when you're a young man, you think, well, the enemy's out there. It's the guy giving me the, you know, the, the look over there. It's the guy that put, it's not. It's all you. And that takes a little bit of time to understand. So you come in, you learn this discipline, and you learn this strength, and you learn this confidence, and you apply yourself. You basically find your limits and push a little past them so you understand your capacity. And that's where that sense of self-assurance comes from. And throughout this journey, constantly coming up against, you know, these companions, if you will, you know, of uh, true and right, and hopefully landing on the correct uh, uh, decision-making, correct action is, is really the key here. And so it's a very, very powerful uh, 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 lesson. So here we're using the book of the Master Key of Wisdom. And please remember, when I was taught this, there were no books. It was an oral tradition. So many years later, when was this book released? But it was like, wow, there's a book. It was truly amazing. This is my grandmaster's son wrote this, uh, Charlie. And uh, so I was just delighted to see that this was put together. And so we'll, we'll, I'll do a little overview, and then I'll give you my personal experience and translation. So true, right, and correct are your companions for life. That's right. And how you deal with them each day will determine how much peace you'll enjoy. So uh, <clears throat> the way of Mudo is the balancing the true and the right and arriving at the correct decision. You do this by using the Mudo moral compass. Balances reached through a gateway of correct living. Joy and peace are the fruits of this balance. Now, that is a challenge of life you know, and is the way to success. Pado sees from only one side. Chungdo sees all sides. Pado is good for one. Chungdo is good for many. Pado follows selfish voice. Chungdo follows the voice of correct. Pado leads to pain, isolation. Chungdo is the balance and peace. With the outcome of Chungdo, all things balance, harmony, power, and peace are possible. So, okay, let's just build off of that. True, right, and correct being your companions for life. And it helps you deal with, you know, we, our symbol was a true and right and correct. It was a, two swords with a palm in the middle. That was literally the... Uh, each each lineage has, or each clan has a, a sigil, and that was the sigil for our clan, and that represented right and left brain. So the right brain being emotional, the left brain being logical, true and right. And the, the, the palm in the middle, you know, represents correct action, and that represents successfully choosing. And you can't really go through life using one of them. 100% of the time because you're going to fail. And if you basically make all your decisions based on your immediate truth and your immediate emotion, you're going to fail. You're going to be, uh, what, what do we call it right now? We call the phrase is um, emotional intelligence. You'd have limited emotional intelligence is, is the terms they use nowadays. And if you went purely by right, 
then you would be just cut off from the pulse of life. You'd be like Spock or something. That's not going to work either. Now, how do we know when to go by true and right? And this is an interesting piece. Generally, you're taught by the environment you're in. If you, we live in cities. We live in a man-made truth. We live in almost like a delusioned reality that allows things that do not really adhere to the natural order of things to thrive. So when you live in these cities and you basically cut yourself off of nature, you lose your sense. And then you can come up with a man-made truth, or we like to call it my truth. The biggest killer of wisdom is your truth. Oh, this is my truth. Well, my truth is, is bullshit. That, that is basically uh, not going to work. Now, I, know some, I don't know everybody on the call here, but I'm going to tell you we're, we're being brought into a world where it's like, well, no, we're going to go by your truth. Well, that's because you don't know the natural order of things. If you spend any time out in nature, actual nature, where there's no concrete, there's no, you know, glass buildings and, and chrome and flashing lights, and you're actually out in nature, you must adhere to correct action or you will be eliminated. There is no entitlement. There are no safe places, and there certainly isn't your truth. There's only the truth. And so, you know, you can try and go out in nature and identify as a mountain lion, but you'll be eaten by them. They don't go by your truth. So there's a certain amount of delusion that's like thick nowadays, and it's leading to a tremendous amount of suffering. But there is time to go by truth. So example, you know, as a teacher or, or a parent, you know, there's, there, you, you really do try to install this discipline and this order in this individual's life, the child's life or your student's life. But unfortunately, there's got to be a little bit of balance. So someone might say, okay, it's, we're going to go by the fact that, hey, we eat three times a day and this is dinner time and you're going to eat all your dinner and you can't watch TV, all of these things. These are the rules. But you have to look at the whole situation. Sometimes there is some flexibility in that. Sometimes you have to go by truth, and you, 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 you have to kind of sit with the emotional situation in front of you. Otherwise, you're this rigid tyrant that's going to create nothing but pushback. But if you make all decisions, especially if you follow that child, which is nothing but true, as a child, you don't go by right at all. It's a complete absence of discipline. It's just true. And it's actually, as an infant, correct because that type of logical thinking isn't there. I have to go to the washroom, I fill my diaper. I'm hungry, I cry. I'm done with the bottle, I throw it across the room. That's a very beginning level, uh, you know, and that's, that's fine, but then it's your responsibility as a parent or teacher to help that individual grow out of that, to develop a little bit of discipline, or their whole life is going to be emotional chaos. You can't really contribute to society. If, yeah, I'm going to go to work today, but not, not tomorrow. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to work from home. How's that working out? No, you have to show up, you have to participate, and you have to kind of fit in. However, if you lose yourself in doing the right thing, that's too far. That's not correct either. So success is knowing when to do, as my grandmaster would say, and when not to do. When to do the, you know, right thing and when to do what is true. And so sometimes 
you 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 don't know you know if you don't have enough of a relationship with nature nature shows you the way it is there's no negotiating it's perfect so the more time you can spend even if it's once a week for an hour depending upon where you live live in the in the forest or your a park or something where you can spend time it'll help you re Structure yourself. It'll help you understand intuitively the natural order of things. There are no entitlements in nature. It's the way it is. And so I think it's a really important, you know, piece to understand. But going by true, just doing what you want to do, we all know that. It's the complete lack of discipline and you're going to fail. Going by nothing but right, you're going to be completely rigid and you're going to suffocate the situation whether it's the employee or the spouse. or So there's this fine balance. Street lights. Okay, there's an example. All right, well, here we go, and we're driving down the road, and we drive down this road every day, and the light turns yellow, then red, you stop. It's 3 in the afternoon, you stop. You know, and it's fine. And that you're doing the right thing. And even though you might be a little bit late or you might not want to, well, you, you don't just drive through the street light. Oh, I'm doing right, that is correct. All right, next, it's 3 in the morning, no one's on the road, you can clearly see it, and you have somebody injured, bleeding out in your car. You know, you might find it necessary to go. That actually might be a situation when going by true is correct. Like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I'm sitting here, sitting here, this guy's bleeding out next to me, there's no one around, and I'm at a red light, and a long red light. Well, you're gonna, you might need to make that call because it might make a difference between life and death. So if you're just a robot, as my grandmaster used to say, a robot is someone who just goes by the rules. It's like a bureaucrat that's just going by right. They're not using any wisdom, no judgment. Example, I'm building some homes up here in the mountain. I got my, you know, permit in. I'm doing all this nonsense, and I get it kicked back because the truss calcs are off, truss calculations, the roof strength. Like, yeah, we don't see any snow... uh, calculations, you know, snow capacity on this. It's Arizona. You know, they're just thinking about up in the mountains. That person is just going by right. It's just a machine. Like, well, but I'm, this is almost in the valley here. Well, there'll never be snow. So you can see sometimes when we just use the rule book, we cut ourselves off from the ability to balance with the situation or the people that we're dealing with. If we use no rule, then we cut ourselves off and create Chaos, so true and right, or yin and yang. And a true, like a Taoist view, or a gray wolf, if you will, is a balance between that black and white. It's not purely logic. It's not purely emotional. They've got one foot, their right foot in the emotion, and their left foot in logic. And technically, you can say the right foot would be yang once you get past the brachial plexus. You know, it's a right brain, but it's is emotional, but the right foot is actually logical. But we can talk about that later. But yin and yang, right foot, left foot, on the path. That path is literally the wisdom of being able to choose between, hey, I'm going to go by, you know, black and white on this one, or I'm going to make my judgment call based on the um, situation right in front of me. Uh, just going by uh, logic, well, unfortunately, the world that we live in and the society that we live in, it does pretty much go by right. Right, you know, is how we create order for the masses. 
So I would say the majority of the time, yeah, it is pretty much you have to learn and the, the, the discipline to use a right, handle it. But there's a creative piece here and there's an emotional piece that should never be just suffocated. It should be honored and, and fostered. And it's all about timing. Humor, believe it or not, is an expression of truly understanding true, right, and correct. Humor is someone who's intelligent enough to know when to even use something that sounds right and logical in a, in a, in a humorous way. It's like, you know, satire and sarcasm the, that's actually playing with that, dancing in between true and right. You're that good at it with that topic that you could actually literally play with it, and it's funny. That's why we laugh, because it's like a twist on that. We, we sense the humor and the energy in that. So if we could master true right and basically adhere to correct action, then the level of chaos in our daily life is greatly reduced. Because see, when you go into what they call pado or entitlement, it's all based on true. We say pado in the lineage, but technically the word would be entitlement. And I'm entitled. It's my way. This is for me. This and it's a or how we can we can say solipsistic view. All you can see is how it benefits you, not those around you. Then what you're doing is going by your own true. And when you go by your own true, it does ultimately create chaos and then ultimately isolate you. And so, you know, developing a certain amount of discipline, you know, if you win, you get a trophy. If you lose, you don't. It's like, what? Well, if everyone gets a trophy, they never develop the discipline. So it's like, that's just going by true. Well, see, everyone, see, Johnny feels bad. I know, but Johnny wouldn't even put the Slurpee down. Johnny's morbidly obese. Johnny doesn't run during practice. Johnny's got egg stains all over his shoes, and Johnny doesn't even apply himself. You're going to give, what you're doing is rewarding down statistics. You're going to promote down statistics, and you're going to decay society. No, give it to Billy. He showed up early, and he left late, and he ran extra laps, and he won. As a matter of fact, the reason the team won was because of him. And so we, we're destroying that by fostering true, and true won't do. All it'll do is weak, uh, create weakness and chaos and basically undermine society. Now, if you go too far, how right, I get it. That's going to turn everybody into a bunch of, you know, psychopaths. I understand. It's when to do and when not to do. And that's why there is the balance. You can't just say, well, the right way or the highway. No, sometimes you do need to be a little more flexible or agreeable, if you will, from a psychological standpoint. When people are more agreeable in nature, they tend to be a little more based on the true emotional feeling in the situation. Conscientious people seem, seem to go strongly by what is right. But it's a good balance between the two. That's why when you foster a child, now whether you believe in two genders or whatever the game is, I don't care how you want to get there, guess what? Someone's going to hold true and someone's going to hold right because that's their nature. And that child will get a balance. You know, that child needs to see both the discipline of that young energy and that agreeable, receptive nature of the yin energy. And so then there's balance. If the child's just raised by yin, then that child becomes chaos. They, they, they make all decisions based on emotion, and they create suffering for themselves and others. If that child is just raised by yang, they become some rigid guy in a 
I don't know, clock tower with a rifle after a while. That's, that's not healthy either. So one is not better than the other. It's just knowing when to do and when not to do, developing the wisdom and the timing. Where does this come from? Space. Because I'm pretty much, sure, I guarantee everybody on this call right now gets it. You understand what I'm saying. It's not really rocket science. Fine. Apply it, though, in time. That's when it gets tough. Because when you become rigid with what is right or you become emotional with what is true, you become blind. And now correct is a million miles away. So the way to find correct action goes all the way back to the beginning, which is that warrior, self-discipline. And what's the key? Breathing. That's right, creating space. Because we know this. It makes sense. It's not tricky. We don't even need to, you know, delve into it deeply. It makes sense. But it's useless. It's not applied in real time. Right now, this is more like knowledge. I know it. Wisdom. I am it. Well, how do we turn this knowledge into wisdom? By applying it in time. How do we apply it in time? By creating space. How do we create space? By breathing. What does that even mean? Well, if you can remember before making a decision, before actually pushing that button in an effort to come up with the correct action, breathe. By simply taking the time to take three three breaths, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. In, that creates enough space for you to take the time to look at the compass. Otherwise, you're going to go based on your, you know, propensity, maybe, you know what I mean, your epigenetics or whatever the story is. You're just going to go right with that off the hip, where if we're like, yeah, no, create space by learning to breathe and jumping out of, you know, being controlled by the sympathetic nervous system, having control of the autonomic nervous system by accessing it through breath. And when we breathe, and it's like, okay, wait a minute. I've got, all right, I got to really, I got to figure this out. This isn't okay. This needs to be called correctly. Let's do this. Let's breathe. I mean, this is your internal, you know, thought. You sit down, you breathe. A lot of times when I meet with clients, I won't say a word. And they're like, okay. And I'm just sitting there. Well, what am I doing? I'm breathing. I'm clearing my mind. I'm trying to wipe away everything that's kind of like preconceived, whatever I've got going on. And once I create enough space, then I could look at a situation without my emotional bias. You know, I'm a passionate man, and I know that. So if I just move off the hip, which is fine, you know, there's times when that's correct. You know, sometimes you got to move. But when, it, when you have the luxury and, you know, or the responsibility of making that right call, it's best to breathe. By breathing, it's akin to taking that compass out of your pocket and looking at it. And magically, it's very seldom a complex question. What is the correct action here? Do I go by my, it's the old joke, do I look fat in this dress? <laughs> right, we've all heard that. Very seldom is the answer yes, okay? So, so what did you just do? Did you do the right thing? Did you say the right, no, you did not. You went by true emotional. Like, well, it's not gonna help this person to tell them they look like you know, they're in a sausage skin. All I'm going to do is make this person cry. And so I'm going to tell. It's, it's not going to hurt. They're fine. Now, if it's really, really important and they truly look horrific and it's going to affect them adversely, you got to roll out the right 
answer and say, well, actually, there's a few ways we can upgrade it. And, you know, sometimes not a quality no, but, you know, kind of work around it. So you're, 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 you're using your judgment. Sometimes it's not always correct to say you look great in that, honey. Sometimes you might be walking that person into real trouble. So that's wisdom, you know, and we all tend to lean towards a more of a true nature or more of a right nature, more of a, you know, uh, agreeable nature is what they would say, you know, or more of a conscientious, pretty, you know, straight answer, a non-agreeable. And so they're both correct. It's all about timing. So the practice, the whole reason we, we, we try to reach the gray wolf is the balance between true and right. The correct action is gray. And one answer today might be correct, but tomorrow it isn't. You know, so you, you, you have to kind of have not be so flexible that you create chaos and not be so rigid that you suffocate the situation in front of you. And that's really where the, the wisdom is. And usually, in retrospect, the answer is clear. But in the fog of it, it isn't. It's turbid. So by creating space, all it takes is three breaths to open that compass. Take the time and breathe. You don't have to breathe real loud and let the person know what you're doing because that's kind of awkward. But just inner smile, reach for the corner, you know, uh, corners of the mouth, reach for your earlobes, lift them slightly. Right eye looks at the right ear, left eye at the left ear. Basically, you're not looking directly at anything. It's kind of like a, dra a daydream. Turn it off. Turn the senses off just for a second. Inhale and exhale three times. And the chances of you coming up with the correct answer go way up. And that's called creating space. Sometimes, you know, if you hurry, you take longer. Sometimes, if you take your time, you get there much quicker. And so using this compass, and you can read through it, and you'll see it's very simple, and it's very logical. But what I've learned over the years isn't the matter of, like, understanding the concept of true, right, and correct as much as it is taking the time to open the compass, taking the time to breathe, through the situation and then come up with that right action. And to me, that's, that's really the key. That is the wisdom that removes suffering in yourself and those around you. So that would be my, you know, personal experience with this as far as the true, right, and correct moral compass. Well, does anyone have any questions? We've got a couple minutes. I'd be happy to uh, address if you'd like me to go into that in any other detail or if it's pretty clear and simple for you. If you do have questions, you can simply hit the uh, pound or star two and your little hand will pop up on this control panel. And if not, fine. We are going to be doing uh, this as well on a video. I'll be making little like video, 10-minute videos or so on this uh, with other examples and ways to approach these keys. All right? Let's see here. Uh, Nick, you had a question? Uh, am I unmuted? Yes, you are. I was just going to say to anybody listening live or um, on a replay that if you want to make sure you get the resources uh, like these videos, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the Guardian Academy and the Wolf Den and all that, you can go to guardianacademy.io backslash 
master key. And all you have to do is say, hey, make sure I get the resources and we'll make sure that you do. That's awesome. Okay, well, it's really good to see so many people on the call. We are also going to be doing some physical work, uh, too. Some of these videos will be available for you. Uh, we start another 10-week season. We are going into late summer. Those of us that understand balancing within the five elements will have an appreciation for that. And uh, so that's going to be beginning next week. So uh, please access your uh, video teachings. Until next time, it's great to see everybody. Be well.